You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by a pastor on staff here at East Coast Christian Center. That's right. It is hosted by a pastor on staff here at East Coast Christian Center. My name is Mark Cook. How are you guys doing? hope you're doing really well. Thanks for joining the program. This is Morning Breath, a drive-time devotion, sure to jumpstart your day. We read a chapter of the Bible. We come down to the studios here at East Coast Christian Center. We read it on the air, and uh, we talk about whatever God is breathing on, hence the name Morning Breath. And so it's just great. It's a great tool. I tell people, there's a lot of times people struggle. They're like, I don't know how to start reading my Bible. Man, Morning Breath is made for you. You get to come on to our podcast or onto the radio and listen to some pastors uh, and leaders from your church sit down and read a chapter of the Bible every day and talk about what the Lord is showing them. What better tool is there uh, for someone to get started and then continue in the journey of reading the Bible and letting it get into being a part of their lives on a daily basis? It's an incredible tool. It's a blessing that uh, that the Lord dropped into Pastor Dan's uh, heart, you know, over 20 years ago, and I'm, I think it's the best thing going when it comes to how, trying to get a handle on being able to read your Bible and stay faithful. Um, so I just wanted to throw that out there. It's such a great tool. What do you think? Do you think it's a good tool, Mama Ange? No, not so much of a good tool. Yes. So why'd you shake your head? Yes, I just, yeah. <laughs> Can you find a better term of endearment for me? <laughs> That's what you called around That's here. That's a good term of endearment. That's not what I mean. I know. That's my wife. That is uh, <laughs> that is Angela Cook, my favorite and uh, probably the cutest co-host. Thanks. So how are you doing this morning? Great. You're not, you're not clicking with me here. we got to start clicking. We're not engaging. <laughs> I am. I'm just listening to you. Yeah, you're listening to me and rolling your eyes. I'm not rolling, I, I rolling just, my just, eyes. I just described our marriage. Yeah, you listen to me and roll your eyes. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. So you do the same thing. And we are going to have a fight on the air right now, people. Be ready. Buckle up. Well, we're so glad you're with us. We are in uh, Proverbs chapter 11. We're going to read that in just a few minutes, uh, but we want to welcome you to the program. And since I was telling you all about how it's so valuable for you to be able to read along with us, um, tell them how to get that Yeah, why don't you go to the East Coast app or eccc.us for info, events, past sermons, and morning breath episodes. You can download the app right onto your smartphone and get everything I was actually listening to. My sister, Nancy Gammon, and her husband, David Gammon, on the way over here from... Yeah, last week. Yeah. And so get that East Coast app. You can also find East Coast Christian Center on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, or just call the office at 321-452-1060, and we will email, we'll mail, we'll just get that to you somehow. somehow. We'll find a way. Yeah, if you just... We'll dispatch a If you're looking pigeon. for someone to be nice to you, call the front office and... <laughs> Tell our ladies we need you to be nice to me. Um, <laughs> They'll do it. They'll keep you company for a couple seconds. Speak the word over you. That's right. Oh, Valor, favored woman of God. Yeah. Lady yes. Ernestine. Yep. No. That's it. Yeah. Well, that's okay. I mean, there's uh, we're kind of we're into a like I, we were kind of talking before we came on the air. We're kind of into an, an ebb an ebb season a little bit. We you hit the year. The church is always it's seasonal. You know, you're you hit certain seasons and you go like crazy. You go like crazy in Christmas and then into the new year, and then you kind of pause a little bit and take a breather, and then Easter's on you. Um, so um, weekend services are always the place to be, though. We are we have an incredible online campus if you're not ready to come into the building yet, but I want to encourage you, man, if you haven't come back to the building, come back to the building. We're here. We're doing church. It's alive. It's active. It's a thriving faith community of people who love Jesus, and there's incredible friendships and relationships being built that are going to be lifelong, um, and just the impact that being part of a, of a life-giving church 
has is you can't I can't overstate it. Um, and so, I mean, I just want to encourage you come back. Our campuses are open. We're doing church every single weekend across this county. We want you to be a part of it. Um, we're going to get into the Word of God, uh, Proverbs chapter eleven. I'm reading from the New King James. You're reading from the Passion Translation. Is that correct? Yep. Because you're a passionate person. Um, so you're going to read the first 15 verses. There's 31 total. I'll pick it up at <laughs> verse 16. All right. Then I will say unto you, Proverbs chapter 11, read, ma'am. To set high standards for someone else and then not live up to them yourself is something that God truly hates. But it pleases him when we apply the right standards of measurement. When you act with presumption, convinced that you are right, don't be surprised if you fall flat on your face. But walking in humility helps you to make wise decisions. Integrity will lead you to success and happiness, but treachery will destroy your dreams. When Judgment Day comes, all the wealth of the world won't help you one bit, so you'd better be rich in righteousness, for that's the only thing that can save you in death. Those with good character walk on a smooth path with no detour or deviation. But the wicked keep falling because of their own wickedness. Integrity will keep a good man from falling, but the unbeliever is trapped, held captive to his sinful desires. When an evil man dies, all hope is lost, for his misplaced confidence goes in the coffin and gets buried along with him. Lovers of God are snatched away from trouble, and the wicked show up in their place. The teachings of hypocrites can destroy you, but revelation knowledge will rescue the righteous. The blessing that rests on the righteous releases strength and favor to the entire city, but shouts of joy will be heard when the wicked one dies. The blessing of favor rests upon the righteous, influences the city to lift it higher, but wicked leaders tear it apart by their words. To quarrel with a neighbor is senseless. Bite your tongue, be wise, and keep quiet. You can't trust gossipers with a secret. They'll just go blab it all. Put your confidence instead of a tr- instead in a trusted friend and he will be faithful to keep it in confidence. People lose their way without wise leadership, but a nation succeeds and stands in victory when it has many good counselors to guide it. The evil man will do harm when confronted by a righteous man because he hates those who await good news. Verse 16 in the New King James, a gracious woman retains honor, but ruthless men retain riches. The merciful man does good for his own soul, but he who is cruel troubles his own flesh. The wicked man does deceptive work, but he who sows righteousness will have a sure reward. As righteousness leads to life, so he who pursues evil pursues it to his own death. Those who are of a perverse heart are an abomination to the Lord, but the blameless in their ways are his delight. Though they join forces, the wicked will not go unpunished, but the posterity of the righteous will be delivered." As a ring of gold in a swine's snout, so is a lovely woman who lacks discretion. The desire of the righteous is only good, but the expectation of the wicked is wrath. There is one who scatters, yet increases more, and there is one who withholds more than is right, but it leads to poverty. The generous soul will be made rich, and he who waters will also be watered himself. The people will curse him who withholds grain, but blessing will be on the head of him who sells it. He who earnestly seeks good finds favor, but trouble will come to him who seeks evil. He who trusts in his riches will fall, but the righteous will flourish like foliage. He who troubles his own house will inherit the wind, and the fool will be servant to the wise of heart. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he who wins souls is wise. If the righteous will be recompensed on the earth, how much more the ungodly and the sinner. Amen. So there's a very clear theme in here, at least just part of this, about uh, the trapping of wealth. Um, and not, it's not saying that wealth is wrong. Nowhere in this book does it say 
that wealth is a wrong thing or that it's a bad thing. But what it's talking about is uh, what rule it has over you. Uh, what you know? What is your expectation of what that wealth is going to do for you? And so, what drives your life? If if your life is driven uh, to gather, then and, and to hoard and to build up your own, you know, estate, for example, uh, if that's the drive of your life and that's what you find purpose in, um, then that that day is going to come to an end. You know, it says over here, I'm trying to remember which verse it was because it's worded in your— um, in When your, Judgment Day comes, all the wealth of the world won't help you yeah. a bit, so you better be rich in righteousness, for that's the only thing that can save you in death. Verse 4 in the New <laughs> King James, riches do not that profit one? in the day of wrath. And that's talking about, you know, like the day of judgment, but righteousness delivers from death. You know what? All being a, You can be as rich as you want, and I, I think about this a lot just as a comparison, and I'm not saying that this was— um, that this guy was a bad guy or anything like that. I'm just using this as an example. I think of somebody like um, Steve Jobs, mm -hmm. you know, incredible innovator, uh, built an amazing company, had all the money he could, you know, ever dream of having. But he still got sick and died. You know, um, that happens. And all the money in the world doesn't stop that from happening necessarily. Well, I mean, we had our own experience with yeah. that with, with the— uh, we'll just be real raw and open here with yeah. your mom. Sure. Your mom was a woman that had impeccable taste. She was able to live well. Um, and when we had to lay her to rest, there were a lot of things left. Yeah. That didn't matter anymore. Right. Um, and she's in heaven walking on the streets of gold, dancing with Jesus. And all the things she spent a lot of time on in her life, the material things, they were fine and they made for a sweet home and for a restful place for people to come um, and for her family to enjoy. So they're not, it wasn't a bad thing, but if the focus was on those things, that was all left. Yeah. And just all, like exactly. that verse says, um, when an evil man dies, and again, not saying your mother was evil, um, all hope is lost for his misplaced confidence goes in the coffin and gets buried with him. Those things are all gone. Yeah. I mean, the thing goes in the ground, and it's a sad situation, and um, all the things left. But I think the, the key there is misplaced confidence. Yes. So, you know— if, What if, were you putting your confidence right. in? If, it was your confidence in those things, or were those just things that you were able to enjoy? Right. Like, And, and so how, how are you framing that in your life? Because if your confidence is in those things— that is misplaced confidence, and and the <laughs> what you need is righteousness. Right. Now, you and here's the thing: in the new covenant, which is where Jesus we we is live, our confidence. well, he is our confidence, and righteousness He's our is righteousness. a gift. Yeah. It's a gift. You we cannot earn righteousness. Right. And so, all of your efforts to try to live a perfect life are not going to are not going to amount to as much, you know, in the end either. Do we want to choose to? But see, if we choose to live righteously. That's an outflow of the gift of righteousness that we've received. And so just want to keep that in mind that it's it's what your focus is on. If, you, if you're seeking after righteousness um, and focusing on the gift of righteousness and the person of righteousness, which is Jesus, you know what? all the, Jesus said, you know what? All the things you need, they'll be added to you if well, you seek first the kingdom of God. So you still are going to accumulate maybe. You're going to gain some things, but it's for the purpose of using them for his glory Yes, to enjoy life. He has given us all things richly to enjoy, and so we can do that. Um, but when we understand—I know you had something to say, but just I'm finishing a thought. It talks about here that it says, um, there is one who scatters yet increases more. So someone who has that abundance— and is using it to spread out like its seed, throwing it out there like its seed so that the kingdom can increase, 
they're going to continue to increase more and more, which is kind of an, an ironic thought because you think, well, I have to hold everything to increase. No. In the kingdom of God, you let it go and you increase. It's, a, it's, a, it's an opposite. It's a script flip. Sure. I don't necessarily feel like this is completely speaking literally, though, of things. Sure. When you really, if you're, again, going back to something we talked about last week, if you're looking for Jesus in every book of the Bible, every time you open the Bible, if you're looking for Jesus, we know that righteousness is Jesus. We know that righteousness is wisdom. We know that God's delight is Jesus. Like, all of those things point back to Jesus. And sometimes I think when we read, we read... Now, that that is a obvious thing they're talking about here, too, materialism. We know through Proverbs, the, the, the writer is talking about not trying to attain material things because he... He was wealthy. He had everything anyone yeah. in the world could ever need, He want, had wealth beyond ex- anyone. Yes. Yeah. Desire. Um, so we know he's saying that, but at the same time... Um, when we have the promise of Jesus fulfilled already. So we can look back at these. And again, whenever I read the Psalms or the Proverbs, I think, oh my gosh, it's so cool. We actually are living in the day of seeing everything they were believing for. Mm. And so when I read that when judgment day comes, all the wealth of the world won't help you one bit. So you'd better be in righteousness for that's the only thing. You better be in rich in righteousness, yeah. in righteousness. You better be in righteousness for that's the only thing that can save you in death. The only thing that can save us in death is do we believe that Jesus was the son of God, that he came, that he was crucified, and that he rose again on the third day to give us salvation. That is being rich in righteousness today. Yes. That is our rich in righteousness. That is the saving grace of Jesus Christ. That is the gospel message in a nutshell. Yeah. Believing that, believing that, and then you will be in righteousness. You will be rich in righteousness because you have Jesus. And so when I see all that talking about um, the blessing that rests on the righteous, the blessing of favor resting upon the righteous, we have the blessing of favor resting upon us through righteousness, through Jesus Christ, we have those blessings of favor. And so that, again, it's the, those are the things. It releases strength and favor to our entire community. That's verse um, 10. Verse 11, it influences a city. Yeah. All of these things, when we rest in Jesus, when we rest in his righteousness, our communities are affected, our city is affected, our world is affected. Um, Go into all the world, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's the Great Commission. When we walk in righteousness, that is exactly what we're doing. Yeah. We have that. We have that in us, the power in us to save our communities and our cities and our families. And so when I read it, I, was, I found Jesus in that way. Um, a son of righteousness, verse 19, experienced the abundant life, but the one who pursues evil hurries to his own death. What does it mean when you're pursuing evil? I think of the Pharisees, and the, per- the Pharisees were pursuing death. These, the people in Galatians, Paul went and said, whoa, guys, why are you turning back to the basically the message of the law, which is going to bring you death? Like, I've already told you about Jesus. Turn you, That's what you're supposed to be focusing on instead of focusing what, what you're really doing when you're focusing on the law, on religion, on all the rules, on getting rich. I mean, all those things. Yeah. That's going to bring death, ultimate death, not just like, oh, die and go be put in the ground. We're talking eternal separation from God if you don't believe that you are the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. Yeah. So I just read it through that, and every time I saw the word righteous, I just thought, Jesus, that's Jesus. Oh, yeah. That's Jesus right there. Yep, there's Jesus. And he's in me. He rests on me. 
yeah. and you and whoever believes in him. When you were talking about favor, you know, the, in the new covenant, grace is unmerited favor. That's the word that that is, you know, the covenant of grace. And it's those who receive the abundance of grace and gift of righteousness who reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. That's Romans 5, 17. And so that unmerited favor is available to anyone who puts faith in Jesus. And that favor will bring, you know what, everywhere the gospel goes, if you look throughout history and you see where the gospel has has penetrated and and become the most effective had the had the biggest impact across nations and and people groups um there's there's been flourishing mm-hmm. it's you know people have flourished economies have flourished people groups have flourished um and so that there's a definite difference where the gospel goes um, and, and the impact that it has, because like Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all the stuff you need, it'll be added to you. Um, I love how you brought out earlier, you were talking about verses 10 and 11. Um, it says in the New King James, when it goes well with the righteous, the city rejoices. When the wicked perish, there is jubilation. By the blessing of the upright, the city is exalted, but it's overthrown by the mouth of the wicked. And I was just thinking about that, you know, the 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 blessing of the upright, when it goes well with the righteous, the city rejoices, an entire city. The city is exalted by the blessing of the upright. You know, the city, when we pursue the kingdom of God fully, now, now everybody's not going to pursue the kingdom of God. That's just how it's going to be. You know, every single person is not going to choose to, to receive that abundance of grace and that gift of righteousness and pursue Jesus. But it doesn't say when everybody does it. It says when the upright do it. Mm-hmm. It says when the upright yeah. are blessed. It's, so it's a, it's it's the incumbent task is on the people of God to seek His face, yeah, and and to pursue Him and to receive the blessing of the kingdom of God. And when His people do it, the whole city is blessed yeah. and it rejoices. And so I think there's something that we need to consider as the people of God that our pursuit of righteousness, um, we've received the gift. Now our pursuit is to walk that out and let that salvation work out of us and come come through us to our communities. That's what causes the communities to rejoice. To rejoice. Well, it also you've talked before, like where you are, you've had that heart attitude that when you are in a place, you want to leave it better. You want to. Mm. You want to go into a place and say, because I work here, because I am part of this community or organization. Like I remember when we were up there um, in Knoxville with your uncle, your heart was to be in that place who you were through Christ Jesus to bring success and favor to that business. And he walked that way too. Your uncle David walked as a man who had favor on him and everywhere he went, he made sure other people experienced that favor. Mm. And you yeah. had that attitude. We'd move into a house. We moved into a house that was pretty run down, and you said we're going to make it better than it was when we got here. Yeah. And that's to me, that's an, the, like a walking example of what that means. Yeah, finding finding a place and leaving a place and finding it better than when you got there. Well, that's a great mindset, and I think that's the mindset that the kingdom of God uh, would would bring to us. Like that should be the the a Christian person who loves the Lord. When they show up someplace, it should bring life, and when they leave, some of that life should, should still leave be there, life. right? It should, yeah. That should still be there. Uh, it shouldn't be a drain. And 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 I would, I mean, I believe, and I know it's it's what I'm saying. That's what I do, but I think that that's the right thing to do. I've I've talked to other Christian men who have said some of the same right. things. Like we rent a house, but when we rent a house, when we leave it, it's better than it was when yeah. we got there. Like yeah. that's the mindset of someone who loves the Lord, because that's what the kingdom of God does. The yeah. kingdom of God brings. It's it's always advancing. 
And when the kingdom of God comes in, it doesn't come in dark and destructive. It comes in opposite of that. It comes into places that have experienced darkness and destruction. And what does the Bible say? Those who've walked in darkness have seen a great light. Mm -hmm. That's talking about Jesus, but it's talking about his people because Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. But then he also said, you're the light of the world. Yeah. Well, I think using the house thing as an example, everyone's walked into a house before where it just felt kind of gloomy and it was kind of hard to, it was, you know, you just didn't feel warm and it didn't feel cozy. And you're just like, okay, I'm ready to go now. (laughs) I just think about the house thing and how you can feel like a presence of, of godliness in a home. And I think of that house we purchased up there and I, we were looking for a house for our family. We were done renting. We didn't want to rent anymore. Um, it was expensive. So we started looking for houses, couldn't find anything. And one day I'm on the MLA. MLA? Yes. MLS. <laughs> Whatever MLA is. Oh, the writing. <laughs> Got the writing on the brain with the kids. Um, MLS. And I opened the MLS and I saw this house. And I just started scrolling through the pictures and I thought, this is the house I want. This is our house. Like I saw this out. This is our house. And lo and behold, it was owned by a pastor and his wife and their five or six kids. And, you know, we have four kids. And so I just saw that. I thought, oh, my gosh, what the mom had done, what this family had done, they had set us like a place for me to look at that. And I just think of what I felt when I saw that house and then even walking in it, we just knew. Mm -hmm. Like we just knew that was our house. And knowing that that family left behind something beautiful for us to walk into. And it wasn't even, there were things that we did to it. And so the family that bought it after us, like, and I know that sounds maybe like a silly, you know, example, but it's, that's what we do. It's a tangible example. It's what you do and in everything you do, whether it's in your work, when, if you have a desk at work, make the desk a better place if you have to leave that position for someone else to step in and, and work. If you know whatever that might look like, so yeah, that was just kind of a warm fuzzy rem- memory. Well, I think memory. I think to just continue that to continue that mindset. We're talking about you know the idea of what what is true wealth and what does the kingdom of God produce in you and what should we be after. So let's take that same thought. We were talking. We started out talking about you know if, if wealth is your goal and if that's what your purpose is, you're going to find yourself really unhappy at the end of your life and maybe sooner. Um, but if if your if your purpose is seeking the kingdom of God and bringing that with you wherever you go, mm-hmm. um, you are going to you know what when you go to work. I you know I know what it's like to go to work and and maybe you know feel stressed. I, I was in sales for fifteen years, and there were times when it was awesome, and there were times when I wanted to pull my hair out because I you know I couldn't figure out how I was going to make the next sale. You know you go through those, but there was something that I always knew, and I had to kind of sometimes wrestle myself back to this. But it's the truth that the kingdom of God is within me. Mm. Uh, and that the Spirit of God is within me, and He has called me to be successful and to bring the fragrance of Him everywhere I go. And so in doing that, it's not going to be from through failure. It's going to be through success. And so I want to encourage you as, you as you step into that house or as you step into that office, as you step into that job, you know, maybe you're going through a season of being frustrated at the results or what you're being challenged to do or the tasks that you face. I want to tell you, man, that when the kingdom of God is in you, you have been equipped for success. Now, when you when you put the kingdom of God first, what you set your hand to will prosper. Uh, God said that to Joshua in Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. He said, keep my word in your heart, meditate on it, and you will have good success. And what you set your hand to will prosper. It says that, and it talks about that in Psalm chapter 1 as well. The, the righteous blesses the man who is like a tree planted by rivers of water. He will prosper in whatever he sets his hand to. I just want to encourage you that the kingdom of God in you is designed to cause you to prosper. Why? Because God is glorified when you succeed at being his representative in whatever situation that you're in. 
And that's really what this boils down to. And that's what righteousness is going to look like. It's going to look like the outworking of the Holy Spirit that's in you, producing life and producing success wherever you go. So I want to encourage you with that today. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to be back in just a minute. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Barfield Contracting and Associates is a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. They are located in Cocoa Village, but service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. They also offer military and senior discounts and free estimates and appreciate every opportunity they are given. 321 454 4531. That's 321-454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Download the Mezzanine Church app or visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. Pineapple Garden, assisted living facility located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved ones are safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing offers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. Lean in. Did your chair creak a little as you leaned in? I hope so. So uh, we've got a thought here from uh, verse 14. Yeah. Where there is no counsel, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. And we talked about all of this today. We gave examples from our own life of you know, leaving things better than we found them, um, just being a light in a dark place, walking into places and believing that because I am here, God is here with me, and we're going to make this, this place is going to be better because I'm part of it. Um, that doesn't come from just ourselves. 
there is something to be said about wise counsel and leadership. And over the years, we've had people in our lives that have brought counsel and leadership into our lives. And um, where this says, where there is no counsel, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Mm. Um, We talk every day when we are on this show for you to get plugged into a church, for you to be somewhere in community with other believers and and leaders who love you and believe the best for you. And I would say, if you are not surrounded by wise counsel, a multitude of counselors, you can come here every weekend. You can get plugged in every day into something that is going to encourage you in the spirit to walk in righteousness. Um, You don't have to do it alone. In the verse right before it, it talks about not doing it alone, being with a trusted friend. And so I just want to encourage people to look at that and all these things are wonderful, but without wise counsel, it's not going to be that great. Absolutely. So come be part of the family, be part of the team and have have counsel and go with peace today in Jesus name. See ya. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.